The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Good afternoon and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're excited that you've joined us here today. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, And of course, you know that this is your place for the tools and resources and information that you need to take control of your own career. Today is a special treat as we have Cheryl Lynch Simpson here with us. She is a career and job search coach, a certified LinkedIn strategist, and 21-time award-winning master resume writer. So she has a wealth of experience in career management spanning six continents and she's the founder of ExecutiveResumeRescue.com. So, Cheryl, we're so excited to have you on the show with us here today. Thank you. I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Yes. So today we've got an interesting topic for you all about thought leadership. And thought leadership is one of those words, those buzzwords, if you will, that people throw around, but I don't think we really talk enough about what thought leadership really means, how to achieve it, and how it can impact your career success. So Cheryl and I are going to dwell on that topic for you today and really flesh out what that means. And if you want to be a thought leader, or if you think you are, how you can improve your thought leadership and and use it to your benefit. So Cheryl, let's start at the beginning here. What is thought leadership? Well, uh, Google has a, a, a definition that I like. They call it a, a shared content that is recognized by others as innovative and is covering trends and topics that influence the industry that you're in. Um, in addition to that definition, I would add that it's also a job search strategy, if you want to use it that way, or a career management strategy. It doesn't have to be restricted to job search because it allows you to share your expertise for the specific purpose of cultivating career successes, whether those are short-term kinds of opportunities like interviews um, or job openings or whether it's more medium and long-term career successes like board roles, consulting assignments, speaker invitations, and things like that. But regardless of how you look at it, thought leadership is a growing way to to really uh, take more control over the trajectory of your career. Yes, and we love that. That's the theme of our show here. So I I think people get stuck on how to present themselves as a thought leader to get a new job. But when you wait for that impetus, it's really too late, right? Because this is something that you develop over time. 
Yeah, it, it really, I like to think of it as it is a, it's a short-term, a mid-term, and a long-term strategy. And while you certainly can spark opportunities in the short term, you're right that it is not ideal at all to wait until you're, you're in an active job search uh, to do this. This is something that ideally should be started well before that because thought leadership is something that builds momentum over time. The more you do it, the more you get out of it, the more, the more um, opportunities you can cultivate. And because that requires time and social media takes time, the whole process kind of builds on itself. It compounds, if you will. And when that happens, you're going to get more results um, later on down the pike. So it's, it's, it's not an on-demand strategy. It's not a case of you put something out there and in 10 minutes you're going to see, you know, the kind of results that you want. It's probably not going to work that way. It's going to require an investment of time. And while it isn't something that has to take up a lot of time, it is something that deserves some, um, you know, a continuation of effort over the course of months and hopefully years or, or whatever period of time you want to be active in your career. And so... How can thought leadership impact career success? What are the ways that you've seen it drive success for people? Well, I think there's a number of, of ways. In fact, I would I would call out five right away. Is is one is it ex- it expands awareness of your brand to a larger network. So it helps you reach beyond whatever network you have now and cultivate a still larger network. So which is really valuable if long term you're trying to move your career in a different direction because then thought leadership can really help you penetrate some new markets. Um, but even if you're wanting to stay in the same in the same field, the same uh, market, the same industry, it still helps. You that helps more people to become aware of who you are. And that really is the essence of networking, you know, is, is to cast that net as wide as possible. Um, and then next, it helps attract visitors to um, whatever your, your home base is, if you will, on the Internet, whether that's, um, whether that's LinkedIn, whether that's a website that you may have, whether it's a, um, a social media profile like on Facebook or Google+, or About Me, or whichever, whichever social networks you're using, uh, your Twitter page, that part doesn't matter so much. But whatever you use as the hub of your online presence, um, thought leadership is going to help drive uh, uh, opportunities and, and, and readership and, and visitors to you. Um, and then third, um, it's going to help you long-term, and I've already talked about this, so I won't say much, but it's going to help you to cultivate new career opportunities um, over time. Um, and then one of my favorite reasons um, that I think thought leadership really works is it helps keep your candidacy front of mind now and your career front of mind um, without being um, a pest to people that are in your network. So it's a gentle way to say, hello, I'm still here and I'm doing great things without ever having to say, hello, I'm here, I'm doing great things. You know, it's, it's, it's a very subtle way of letting people know that you're available um, and yet you don't, you're not really promoting yourself. So it's, it's very classy, I think, in many ways. And then lastly is I believe thought leadership long-term can help position your, yourself for not only higher, higher roles but higher, higher salaries as well. I, yes, I love that, especially the classy comment. You know, we always think about how you can add value versus promotion. Mm-hmm. And this is true. It's just, it's true whether you're in a consulting role, a, a employment role, or a business role, people don't like to be promoted to. And yeah, so if yeah. you could stay top of mind this way, it's you're adding value, which is great. 
Yeah, especially when you make sure that the content that you're creating for thought leadership really does add value. I mean, if it's if it's genuinely focused on giving good information and good strategies and and good examples and and good how tos or how not tos, then then you are absolutely um, adding value and and people respond to that. See, everybody likes that. People love to read things online um, if they're adding value. If they're not, they just kind of get ticked off and go and and click away. Um, but when you're really adding value, it, there's a stickiness to whatever you write that's going to cause people to read all the way to the end and then potentially take take um, take some step, you know, some action as a result of what they're reading. And that's hard to achieve, right? Because we have all of this noise going on mm-hmm. in our world and, you know, so many posts on LinkedIn every day and blogs. And so how does a professional cultivate thought leadership? How do they stand out in all of this noise? Well, I think the process has to start with some some kind of reflection, if you will, and or to put it a little bit more powerfully, you have to begin to recognize your own genius in a way. You know, you have to be able to be honest with yourself about where you are and what you bring to the table, and and um, not in a in a in a in a bragging kind of way, but just recognizing, yeah, I, I have done some good things, and they're valuable, and somebody else may benefit from from these stories. Just today, I was on the phone with a gentleman who's a, a director of um, occupational therapy um, at a um, skilled nursing facility. And I could tell by talking to the gentleman, as I'm, I'm sure you find when you talk to somebody, you learn very quickly, this is somebody who really knows what he's doing. He's got great experience. He's really on the ball. He's got great ideas. You know, any employer would, would, be, uh, would be really smart to snap this gentleman up. But he was just really, you know, underselling himself, taking what he had been doing for granted. And he was telling me this story about how he had... Um, he had people that work for him, occupational therapists who were working with um, elderly patients, um, and they'd run out, they'd run out of ideas for what else they could do to help. And he was just real. He just rattled off a whole bunch of things as he shared an example with me. It was so clear that he had a multitude of ideas and suggestions um, for how to solve these these couple of cre- critical um, phases of the of the patient relationship that occupational therapists have. Well, that's something that other other skilled nursing facilities would be interested in, certainly other occupational therapists would be interested in, probably some other healthcare professionals would be interested in. Um, his whole approach, in fact, he, he said, his, his comment to me was, I have a natural manager's mind. And his approach really demonstrated that because the suggestions he was offering benefited the patient, would benefit the patient's family, and would increase revenue for the company. Well, you know, that's the kind of solution that, that companies love. And being able to talk about that in some kind of a thought leadership piece would be very powerful. Now, that's not something that this gentleman's really prepared to do, but, um, but I wish he was because I think he's got a lot to say. And he's an example of somebody who, by taking the time to recognize what he's really good at and then packaging that in a way that's, uh, as we talked about earlier, adds value to others but is not self-promotional, that to me is what thought leadership is all about. Yeah, it's um, it's a process, right? It's that, as you said, mm-hmm. reflection mm-hmm. or introspection to really know what your what your strengths are, what you want to say, dig a little deeper. Who's that audience, and what matters to them? How you connect the dots? That part of it 
most people don't think about. They just start throwing out articles, and then they're surprised when nothing sticks. Yeah, there is, there is, you know, uh, there is art and science to it. You know, from from the what do you write about piece, which is where is a huge stumbling block for a lot of people. And then when you get into the science part of it, in terms of you know what keywords to use and and which which platforms to use to publish your material and how to promote it. I mean, there there is a little bit of art and science to it, but. But it's not insurmountable for your average person, and it's well within reach, and it's something that um, is so, so beneficial that it's incredibly worth doing. Yeah, and it does take some time. It does take a little bit of effort, but with the forethought, that really makes it easier. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you've thought about what you want to say and, and what your audience is. A lot of times, then the the topics and what to write about makes it comes easier because you've really thought about the problems of the people that you want to talk to. Yeah, I, I, and that's what that's what I, I try to help people understand is that when you if you if once you get out of the fear you have around I don't know what to write about and you actually begin to sit down and take a look at your achievements and your industry observations and and your um, your own experience your insights once you notice this stuff then you can. Um, Really begin to create kind of a list, if you will, or or a, or a, or, a, or a file of material that you're going to be able to draw from. And most people who take that step come back and say to me, "I didn't realize I had that much to say, um, and that much that I could offer to others that would be helpful." Um, and I think I think most people would find that. Yes. Well, that's a big. Um big question so we'll tackle that a little bit more when we get back we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and continue talking to Cheryl about how you become a thought leader and gain influence as a thought leader in your industry we'll be right back in just a few minutes America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered how to lead in ways that transform their organizations. Now, you can discover the same concepts, insights, and practices that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore how to lead change and transform your own leadership every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. 
talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and today we're talking with Cheryl Lynch-Simpson about thought leadership, a term that we throw around, but do we really think about what it means, how we achieve it, and how that can help our career? So we've talked about what it is and how, kind of how you get started in terms of of self-reflection. And Cheryl, we were just talking about people get kind of paralyzed by not knowing what to write. And you had given the suggestion that they think about where their genius is, where where is their area of expertise, and that perhaps also they think about what challenges they see their customers or clients facing. I don't know if you, I don't know if you get these, but LinkedIn has started this Pro Finder, and so I'll get notices that people are looking for a resume writer or a career coach or a leadership coach. And they're always putting in their concerns or their challenges there. Mm -hmm. And I find that that can be a great place to spur ideas. The best blogs are are answering a question. And so what better way to to find what I should write by looking at their questions and thinking about how I can respond or add value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think taking the time to just reflect on, you know, your own successes, the challenges that you faced, um, the problems or challenges that the companies or industries you'd like to target um, are likely to face in the future, um, the trends you see in your field, um, all of these can help you identify ways that um, you can add value or content that can make a difference. Um, and then it's as simple as, well, this is not simple, but it's as simple as identifying a topic. I mean, it's half the battle. And once you get there, it's a matter of fleshing that out into an outline and some content and um, polishing it and then and sharing it. And the sharing it part um, is, is also where, that's where social media comes in, is, is you know, making, creating the content is one thing, but you have to also think about sharing it so others will see it. Yeah, so how does how do you recommend someone uses social media in, in thought leadership? Well, it comes back to your strategy. What, what are you doing this for? And um, is this an ongoing career management strategy? Um, are you attempting to move your career to a new direction? Are you, you know, well-established in, in an industry and in a company and you're looking to, um, to move up? Or to move uh, up in another in another company in the same industry, um, you know. So once you have a sort of a strategy in mind, then you can begin to think about what are the best um, uh, portals or information channels through which you can share your thought leadership. Um, you know, I think um, certainly one of the key places to look right off the bat is any uh, websites that are associated with your field, your industry, the type your 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 career. Um, 
you know, the, the, the kind of field that you're in, the, the position that you hold. You also want to look at professional associations associated associated with um, your industry because they'll often have blogs or sometimes discussion areas. They'll certainly have a Twitter stream almost always. Um, and these are all places where you may be able to mention or refer to um, or, 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 you know, softly publicize what you've written. Um, but you can also look at, at online magazines that have to do with the subject matter that you're writing about, and, and often these are industry-driven. Professional journals are another one. Um, that's a, usually a little bit more uh, a longer publication turnaround. That's not for quick and simple media, but, but again, there can be some great options there. Um, and then you can also begin to look at more general, sort of all-purpose social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Google+. You can also use profile-driven sites such as, you know, aboutme.com, branded me, some of those. Um, And then I'd be remiss to mention, not to mention LinkedIn. LinkedIn actually has three features that you can use to publicize thought leadership content. Um, Probably the most obvious and the one that tends to reach the biggest audience is uh, what used to be called the long-form post feature of LinkedIn. They're now calling it, you know, articles. Um, And that's for material that's anywhere from maybe 300 words up to, well, it could be up to, you know, 1,200, 1,500, 1,800, 2,000 words. Um, And then, then there's status updates, which is you don't really publicize, um, well, you can't publicize the whole piece on status updates because they're only 180 characters long, but you can post a link to something and a brief comment. So it's a Twitter-like function, and if you set your Twitter feed up to, to um, onto LinkedIn, then you can publicize to LinkedIn and Twitter at the same time, which is my kind of multitasking, doing two things at once. Um, and then there are, there are groups. LinkedIn allows you to join up to 50 groups, and each one of those groups has a discussion area. Now, you don't necessarily want to publicize your content in all 50 of those groups, but you want to look at the groups um, and really examine which of these have the best audience or the most aligned with my purpose for creating thought leadership content in the first place and which ones would be the most relevant place. And you're not necessarily going to publish in all of them, you know, or any of the same combination each time you publish. But but these discussion groups are great places for you to potentially uh, post a quick blurb or, or refer to something that you've written elsewhere that may be published on your own blog, which is yet another way. It's not a social media channel, but it is certainly another way of publicizing something that you've written. Um, so by utilizing some combination um, of all of these, you really get the widest possible um, dissemination of your message, and it's, it's more likely to get picked up in, 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 in this arena or that arena. On LinkedIn, for example, when you're posting articles, if you follow the LinkedIn editorial calendar, you can sometimes get your stuff picked up and it gets published in Pulse, which is LinkedIn's... Um, uh, massive content aggregator, and that gives you a truly phenomenal audience. If you're, if you happen to get picked up for that, you can instantaneously get thousands upon thousands of views for your post, which is going to do a lot for one's career over time. Very interesting. So, we want to start with our industry because that's mm-hmm. going to be the mm-hmm. most bang for our buck, right? Whether it's our industry yes. newsletters or or a specific social media, maybe just for our industry, and then mm-hmm. groups that might be more focused to our audience and then get kind of broader and broader depending on how much time and effort we want to put in. 
Yeah, and you can use, there are services you can use um, from free to paid services like Hootsuite to mention but one um, that allow you to automate some of this process so that, you know, when I personally do my thought leadership stuff, I can automate it. I can publish to, you know, all kinds of LinkedIn groups and Twitter and Facebook and a number of other sites all instantaneously so that I'm only having to do this once. And so I'm, I'm disseminating my thought leadership in a matter of seconds rather than, you know, minutes and hours. So this doesn't have to take long at all once you've written something that you want to share. Perfect. And are, is there something you would recommend on LinkedIn? Is there one that's better than the other? Do you find that publishing the long-form articles still gets quite a bit of visibility? Yeah, I do find that gets a lot of visibility. I mean, although... Although LinkedIn has over, I think the latest number I saw was like 438 million or something like that members, fewer than 1% are publishing uh, via the long-form post feature. So it's still a valuable, you're absolutely right, there's a ton of people that are publishing on it, so there's still a lot of noise there, but it's still... I think, a great place to be seen. And it's a wide audience. When you publish to that audience, you're publishing to that entire membership. You're also publishing to your network, plus your pieces can be picked up on Google or any other search engine. So it's it's a very wide, um, you know, it's a podium with a huge audience, potentially, although, again, everybody's focusing on smaller things, so they're not necessarily noticing, but there's the potential that they'll be noticed. And there are things that you can do in the, in the body of your posts and the, and the body of your um, of whatever you publish that can help get it more attention. So, for example, you can you can um, uh, publicize it with particular hashtags that'll get it more notice, or you can um, uh, put a little uh, snippet of HTML code in your post that'll include one of those tweet this messages. You know how you can set aside something and just people can just click tweet this and it automatically goes out to Twitter. So you're then engaging your audience to tweet on your behalf, which is pretty cool. So there's a lot of things like that you can do that that make it easier and make it even more powerful. Okay. So how do you recommend that someone get started? If they're listening and this sounds very overwhelming, which I think for most individuals who aren't in business and those types of things, it, it is overwhelming. Where do you suggest they start? Well, I think um, I think it helps to think about just one post. So instead of thinking about a whole strategy or a whole process, think about one small thing. You know, identify one topic um, that that you can focus on and try walking it through the process. Just to give you a quick example, for um, let's say that you you would find it less intimidating to talk about industry trends because it's it's more black and white and it's less. Um, it's less about you. Well, for something like that, it might be a matter of simply outlining, you know, maybe five to ten trends or, or, or lower number that you think are likely to emerge in your industry in the next, say, two to five years. Um, and then identify the pros and cons of each, the advantages and disadvantages, suggest some action steps. Might be that simple. That's something that a lot of people could see themselves sitting down and doing. Um, and then once you've drafted something, 
then it's a much easier, it's a, it's a shorter amount of steps to get to the point where it's polished and then you're ready to practice the, okay, now how do I publish this to this particular media or this particular channel over here? That's, you know, that's, that's actually pretty easy. The biggest step is to identify a topic that's easy for you to get started with and then um, to walk it through. And I would say share it with somebody, hopefully a coach, um, if you've got one, or, or a mentor or someone else, a friend or a colleague who's done this um, and is willing to sort of look over your shoulder and, and, and play guide and teacher when necessary. It's, it's intimidating to think about. Um, it's less intimidating to actually get started doing. Perfect. So, Cheryl, we're at a, almost the end of our time with you as our guest, which is amazing. It flies. So share with people how they can get in touch with you if they're wanting to learn more and read more of your thought leadership. Well, I, there are two ways I think that are the best. I'm easiest to catch up with by email. So um, via email at C Simpson S I M P S O N at Executive Resume Rescue dot com. Um, or simply stopping by my website, executiveresumerescue.com, and filling out the contact form. And then thirdly, um, stopping by my LinkedIn profile and send me an email or an invite to connect and then drop me a line. Um, that is linkedin.com slash in slash Cheryl Lynch Simpson. Those are the best ways to reach me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise here today. And if you're listening, we're saying goodbye to Cheryl, but we'll be back here on The Career Confidant. And I'm going to give you more step-by-steps here if you're looking to get started building on what Cheryl shared. So thank you so much, Cheryl, and we'll be right back on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about thought leadership and and growing your visibility as a thought leader to improve your career. And really this idea, it scares a lot of job seekers that I talk to, or they kind of say, well, that sounds like it's for people who are in business for themselves or, you know, trying to sell something, but it doesn't sound like it's for me. And I will challenge you on that because as we look forward into the career space and how work works, how jobs work, we know that it is not your company that is going to give you opportunity in the future. For most people, they will have to look outside their company to advance or even perhaps to keep a job. People always think, oh, I'm happy and successful where I am. Why would this, this matter? History would tell us that just because you're happy and successful where you are doesn't mean that that is a long-term employment opportunity for any of us, for you. And so we've got to be thinking in some ways about how we can build our influence, build our visibility beyond our company so that we have stability, that that thing that most people are searching for. They talk about career stability and, and really most people talk about one company providing that for them. And that's not reality in today's world. So we build our own stability by doing some of these things. And as Cheryl and I were talking about, one of them is building your visibility or influence as a thought leader. Maybe it's more important as you move up in the world, perhaps, but it can work for anyone and it can help anyone build their network, build their visibility, and really have a good safety net, if you will, to fall back on when something happens or a great ladder in a different sense of ladder. I always think of it more like the rope ladders you see on a playground than a, a steel ladder Today, it's that squiggly, you know, flexible moving rope that you're trying to climb and you go sideways as well as up and down. But that safety net, safety ladder to to climb up in your career is really your network and your influence more than it is something internal within your job. So if we're thinking about doing this and trying to gain influence to become known for something in our industry, or at least have a a platform on which we could build visibility fairly quickly if we needed to, we have to start somewhere. And Cheryl talked about the ideas of, of thought leadership and some of the benefits, right, that it expands your awareness beyond your existing network. You can drive people to something, your LinkedIn profile, your blog, whatever it is you want to drive people to. 
cultivate career opportunities, whether that's speaking gigs or interviews for new jobs, a promotion. These kinds of thought leadership activities can all do that. And keep yourself top of mind within your industry without being pushy. As Cheryl was saying, it's a classy way to, quote unquote, market yourself, to position yourself for better opportunities or increased salary. So we know that our content has to add value to our market for it to work. That means that it has to be something we are experts on or passionate enough about to research and go and be become an expert on it or an expert enough to offer value, right? And we have to understand what our target audience's needs are. So the first thing that you could do for yourself to get started is what we in the career counseling world might call an asset inventory. What are your assets? What is it that you know about? What are you sought out for in your workplace? What questions do people come to you for? What do they see you as an expert in already? And then you might also create a list of some of your points of intrigue or things you're fascinated by. What is it that you'd want to learn more about in your career? And with that list, then you've got these are the areas you're already an expert. These are the things you want to learn more about. And you can combine those two lists, prioritize, and decide what types of topics you might want to write about. Where do you want to be an an expert? And people that are really good at this will talk about picking a niche. When you're just getting started, I don't know that we need to put that much pressure on it yet, but just to have an, a list of our expertises and passions, prioritize and go from there. Then we're thinking about, okay, what do what things are our audience looking at? So there's several different ways that you can find out what your audience is looking at. Following along on industry forums, job you know, not necessarily job boards, but uh, industry associations that have forums, your groups, if you're joining groups on LinkedIn, follow and, and be a, a looker in for a little while to see what people are talking about. What are their questions? What are their concerns? What else are other people writing articles on, perhaps? Although sometimes that can be overwhelming because you'll think that you can't add anything to the conversation, but you can't. You might do a keyword search for your areas of expertise or the things you're passionate about and see what's going on out there. What are people what are people writing about? What are they what's trending out there? You might talk to people who interact more with customers if you don't. So if you're an engineer but you're thinking about starting to write some thought leadership, talk to your salespeople, your marketing people. What is what's going on? in the market? What are people struggling with? Maybe it's an opportunity for you to talk to a a customer-facing team or to talk to a customer yourself. If you're in, in business and you're always talking to customers, start to jot down their common themes, their common pains, their problems. You might go to any historical data that you're industry looks at. If you have an industry association that does research What's going on? What are they writing about? And of course, looking at your own expertise and your own areas of passion, 
those are going to be great areas for you to write something about because you're already interested, intrigued, and, and want to dig deeper there. So the topic doesn't have to be rocket science. And I know there's sometimes we feel too much pressure for us to be providing something that's completely innovative or unique or and that can be a lot of pressure so it's it's unique because it's your perspective it adds value if you're if you're doing research providing value sharing good information don't put too much pressure on yourself there and then once you know what types of topics you might look at then you want to think about kind of structures for your content. And this is courtesy of, of HubSpot. They've got some good information on thinking about types of articles that you might write. So the old, the good old how-to, so telling the reader how to do something, they these come up well when someone searches, of course, how to do X, Y, or Z. And they work best if you are in an industry where you can write how-to types of posts. Works well in the career industry, right? How to prepare for an interview. For an engineer, this might be more challenging because the how-to might be something you're not allowed to share, although sometimes it is. List posts. So create a list, the 10 ways of doing this, the five key elements of that, those can all be great posts as well and provide a nice structure for you so that you're not feeling like you're starting from scratch. Thought leadership, and this may go to what Cheryl was talking about in terms of industry trends. So explaining shifts in an industry or having someone rethink conventional wisdom, challenging the way things have always been done. Newsjacks, so thinking about current news, current events, or current industry happenings, and then writing your opinion, thoughts, additional information that you can share to add to that. And you can always do slide shares or infographics, but that might be a little further down the line. Unless you've already created that slide presentation for something else, then there's no reason really to figure out how you can polish it, maybe scrub any information out of it that shouldn't be shared, and share it as a slide share with a few comments and bullet points and a very easy way to get something up there without too much effort. The last thing I would say is that although we've talked a lot today about you writing your own content, which is important for thought leadership, part of thought leadership can be and also is sharing other thought leaders' information with your own wisdom or pointing out certain points, making special emphasis, adding to what the writer has said. You may occasionally get away with questioning or challenging what a writer has done, although most of the time that's going to come across poorly. I would, you're better off adding to, augmenting, being very careful in how you do that. But you don't necessarily have to write everything from scratch that you share to build your thought leadership. Pulling together other content that you already have at your fingertips newsletters that you're 
receiving and or commenting on other people's blogs. Again, be, be gracious there. And also commenting, sharing, and answering questions within groups, especially on LinkedIn, can be helpful in building your thought leadership. So all of those different ways to get started, writing an article is great, but you can also try one of those maybe lesser intense ways of, of sticking your foot in the door of thought leadership to get yourself going. So we're going to take a short break and we'll come back and finish up our ideas here on how you get your thought leadership out via social media to get visibility for what you're spending the time creating. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about gaining influence and and becoming a thought leader in your industry. And we've talked about deciding what topics you want to cover, what is your area of expertise in your marketplace going to look like, and 
gathering some intel on your target audience as you decide that, the companies that you want to work for, the, the industry that you're in, what are their pain points, what are they struggling with, how can you share your expertise in a way that will add value for them. Then we talked a little bit about using content or creating content and ways that you can do that for yourself, different types of posts that you might make, a a blog, a LinkedIn article, wherever the medium is that makes sense for you. And then Cheryl and I had talked a little bit about how you can share those on social media, whether that is an, an industry blog, association, newsletter, it may be in a LinkedIn group, it may be on Twitter. You're really thinking about where your audience is and what medium is going to make sense for you, you know, medium to long term for sharing your information. Your learning curve is is a factor in this decision. If you haven't ever used Twitter, you you want to consider if that's really where you want to start in terms of getting that going. Or you might use LinkedIn if you're already there and get started there and then move it on to Twitter as you build up your your knowledge base and your content. And sharing the content of others can be a good way to start to build your visibility while you while you work on your content. And then you might have some readers or followers before you even post your first article, which would be motivating for those of you who are thinking, well, I might spend all my time writing this and nobody will read it anyways. So sharing our content and and thought leadership is important in building our visibility, but there are also some great tips here that I wanted to share with you from the HubSpot in terms of how to become an influencer in your industry. And I think this is important because as we look at social media and some of those things, you know, very small percentage of people and and they say 3% of people get 90% of the views on social media. And so that's going to take some effort if that's where you want to be. And there's some other ways that you can gain visibility especially if you're nice and focused on where you're where you're headed, you can gain visibility in, in other ways perhaps more quickly. So HubSpot shares the following. The first is to be shockingly helpful. I like that. So shockingly helpful. Start with the intention of helping people. So reach out to people and and help them. So start with a list of people in your network and think about how you might be able to help them specifically. This will help you kind of exercise that muscle of thinking about what you can do to support others. And sometimes you may not know how you can help someone and guess it's a perfect opportunity to just ask. Reach out and ask someone how you might help them. The other is to think about what industry events you need to go to that you already have been to and then try something else. So search out events that you don't 
know much about or that you've never been to and and try to do something new or if you're going to the same old events resolve to meet a few new people it doesn't have to be overwhelming but resolve to meet a few new people there and to grow your network and grow your visibility in person is often something that we overlook but so much more powerful than anything that we could do on on social media so think about those events that you already go to vow to meet some new people and or select some new events and think about how you might do something new. Meet some new people online. So this is often scary as well, but go through some of those groups that you've joined, those LinkedIn groups, and find other peers and or other influencers in your industry that you want to connect with. One of the one of my favorite things that I get to do as CEO of Career Thought Leaders is reach out to my peers and invite them to be speakers on events or as Cheryl was just here to come on to this show and it gives them an opportunity to get some visibility which is great for them but it also allows me to connect with someone new that I may not get to meet in person for years and and really to dig deeper and learn more about them. And I use Facebook and LinkedIn and, of course, my own professional directories to connect with those new colleagues and engage them in some way that creates a relationship. So think about how you might use the the group's function of LinkedIn or your industry networks to reach out and meet some new people online, specifically targeting and building relationships. Then you'll have a real follower for your content in addition to some of the other followers you might gain just by sharing your content. You might think about how you can strengthen specific connections that are are weak. So how could you reach out out to people that you don't know very well and cultivate a relationship? Ask them to, to, to talk or go to coffee or whatever works based on how you know them, how you're connected to them. And then I loved this one, think like a journalist. So digging into asking people what they know about, what they love about what they they do, and start the conversation there so that you're really digging deeper with people and learning more about them. It doesn't have to be personal. It could still be professional if that's where you're more comfortable. But really asking people about a subject that perhaps you don't know that much about and really allowing them to to in, educate you or to ask about a topic where you might find some great common ground to talk about something new. So you can do that with your articles as you start to progress in your thought leadership and publishing and blogging. Start to think about how you can write a blog that would Get, would ask great questions and and really engage people versus simply sharing information. That'll work better once you have some readership and some followers on whatever platform you decide to post. But it's all about engagement and building relationships. And again, circling back to the why. This sounds like a lot of work, I know, but it really can be something that builds off of what you're already doing that synergizes with your daily work anyways and allows you to 
build some connections within your industry, outside of your company perhaps, so that you have that safety net to fall back on. You have that ladder to climb to build your career. Because this is kind of how it's done. And the platforms might change, the mediums are going to evolve. But I don't think we're going to go back to a time where you can simply put your nose down to the grindstone, work hard, and climb that corporate ladder. So thank you for joining us here today. And you can always reach out to me, to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. And if you want to connect with other experts like Cheryl Lynch Simpson, you can go to resumewritingacademy.com and search there our certified resume writer directory or to careerthoughtleaders.com and look at some of our career professionals whose job it is and whose living and passion it is to help individuals advance in their career. And we'll be back right here again next week for another great topic on the career confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.